Welcome to Haunts and Creeps. I'm your host, Asia. And I'm Rose. <laughs> it's my goal to make you feel awkward every time we record. Okay, so it is not just me. You're literally making it awkward. Oh yeah, no, I'm doing it on purpose for sure. God damn it. <laughs> That's what I get for being so reactive. <laughs> All right. So Asia, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long while. Life had to recover. Yeah. Yeah, your life may have recovered. Mine's still in shambles, but you're just, that's fine. You're just learning how to housewife and enjoy it. Shut up. <laughs> I'm never going to enjoy it. I hate it. <laughs> oh, you poor dear. <laughs> exactly. Um. All right. Let's start off again strong. What's your disturbing thing of the week? So, mine's a spooky mm. fact. Ooh, a spooky fact. It's more of an experience than a fact. Ooh. So. Like you experienced it? Yes. I'm pretty sure I told you about Shit. it, too. So, I was house-sitting this week, and things started out fine. I kind of felt some sort of presence, but it wasn't too much of a bother. Um, until day four. Ooh, day four. Day four, I decided to take a nap. <laughs> if you're not aware, there are two witching hours. 3 a.m., which everyone's aware of, and 3 p.m. in the middle yeah. of the damn day. But most people yeah. are so busy with their lives, they are not aware of the correspondence that happens at that time. Yeah. I happen to be napping. From yeah, one ish to four something ish. That's a healthy nap, dude. If I nap, it's That's three a fat hours. Nap, fuck. Yeah, if I nap, it is two to three hours consistently. If it's less than that, I don't sleep enough. So, mm. I took a good nap that day, and I experienced my first time of sleep paralysis. Yeah. And, How was it? Mm, Welcome to the club. <laughs> I've never felt it before. It was definitely interesting. I don't think it's what the average person feels when they get sleep paralysis. For those of you. Who... What? Because you're like above average? No, it's just from the stories <laughs> I've heard. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. fit other people's reiterations of their experiences. I didn't see... Which is the creepy thing. That's the creepiest part about sleep paralysis is that it's like the same for everybody. Yeah. And that's why it's like weird to call it that, but my body was still paralyzed while my consciousness was awake. For those of you who are yeah. not aware, sleep paralysis occurs when your body is in really, really deep sleep. Your whole body shuts down into a paral paralysis. And right, so you're not acting out your dreams. It's actually a real thing. Yeah, and that's it's proven. Scientifically, it's a thing. When you sleep and you're deep in your REM cycles and stuff, you don't move. Yeah, because you would just be like, you know, fishing in your sleeper, <laughs> trying to run. Mm -hmm. I've seen videos where they take that part of the brain out of like an animal, like a test animal, the part that shuts your body down. And I think the one I saw was like a dog. It was literally like walking around. Like it was asleep, but it was walking around like normal. Yeah. So... Sleep paralysis is more of when your brain wakes up 
while your body is in that mode of their sleep. Yeah. So a lot of people, stories in general, they see some creepy, ghostly character or whatever in the corner. I did not. It's either that or on their chest. Yeah, lots on the chest or in the corner. And the general consensus is it's either this creepy-ass dead bitch or some dude in a top hat or something like Slenderman. Yeah, like dark. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the general... Almost everybody has one of those three things happen during their sleep paralysis. I did not. That's why it's a little weird for me. But Well, that's not how mine is either. Like, when I've gotten it, my eyes don't open. I'm, like, conscious. Um, but I'll, like, I'll hallucinate sounds. I remember one time I thought people were coming in and out of my room and I was home alone. Mm. Sorry, drinking my wine. Um... <laughs> Yeah, mine, my eyes were closed, and so I didn't see anything, but the experience I had was creepy as fuck. It wasn't anything I visually saw with my own eyeballs, but it felt like it. Almost like when you wake up in a dream and you're like, what's happening? Yeah. I was visually seeing, without my eyes being open, the bed that I was in, the room that I was in sleeping in the position I was in but there were arms coming out of the bed like someone was giving me a backwards hug yeah so I tried to struggle I tried to sit up because I was trying to wake myself up for almost two hours (laughs) it wasn't working yeah and these arms the more that I tried to sit up and get out of bed like the tighter they got it wasn't letting me awake So I was like, well, if there's arms, there's got to be a head, right? My logic brain kicked in. So I looked up to see if there was a head. And there was indeed a head, but there was no face. It was smooth gray skin with no defining features. No nose, no eyes, no mouth. It was just gray, silvery. The fact that you could move is crazy to me. Because for me, whenever I get sleep paralysis, the first thing I always try to do is scream. And then I'm like, no, wait. I'm, like, paralyzed or whatever. And so I'll try to move, like, my eyes. And it it's weird. It's, like, it feels like you're really trying as hard as fuck. And you just can't do it. Like, it's right there, but you just can't do it. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> my eyes never opened. That's the weirdest part. It's, like, it was happening as if it was a dream, but it felt like real life. It felt like being in the bed at that moment. I don't know if you've had that oh. before. But... So you might not have actually moved at all. Yeah, physically, I don't think I moved. Physically, I don't yeah. think anything happened. But in the consciousness that I was inhabiting, it felt like I was moving. I was trying to writhe out of these arms and nothing was happening. Yeah. Um, it ended up being problematic. I, Like I said, I was trying to wake up from it for almost two hours. And eventually I did. But it was really, really weird. And then I remember that the night before, something felt like it was staring at me through the bedroom door. In general, I close doors when I go to bed. But this house that I was sitting had a dog in it. So I was dog sitting too. And I didn't want to stop him from being able to go outside or be safe and check out the house when he heard something. So I left the door open. 
And there was definitely something watching me the night before. And then that dream happened in my nap. So we had a conversation. Oh, you didn't tell me that part. (laughs) It was more of a me telling it off. I Mm -hmm. reached out to my mother. She's very sensitive to these things. While I can feel that there's a presence and I can generally get the room and area that they're in, I can't tell what they are. Yeah. My mother can. So I reached out to her, told her the scenario, and she was like, it's an old male figure that's very domineering, very controlling, and is trying to connect with you via your suicidal history. So. Okay. mm Mm-hmm. So I brought Sage and Cedar and Palo Santo with me to the house, and I smudged the shit out of that house, and I had a very... (laughs) one-sided conversation telling him to back the fuck off (laughs) yeah it's like i know you live here but i am an invited guest i am allowed to be here i am taking care of the house and the dog as i was asked to do so so if you don't leave me alone because this was not okay i will banish you from this home we can either coexist or you will leave (laughs) and it backed off nice no more problems the rest of the time i was there Nice. No more Badass. things staring at me through the door. Like, it actually went really well. It's like, okay. There you go. And I went back this morning <laughs> to catch up with the family, and they asked me about it. It's like, no, it's fine. But the vibe of the place changed. Like, I was accepted into the house from this yeah. ghost. Like, we came to terms. <laughs> she was like, all right, bitch. <laughs> so it's not like an inherently disturbing fact outside of the fact that it was the first time I felt sleep paralysis to some extent. Yeah, and sleep paralysis is fucking horrible. Yeah. So outside of that weird, I've never felt this, this is creepy. I wasn't scared, but I was thrown off. It definitely was like, yeah. what's going on? What is happening? Why can't I move? Why are their arms holding me down? So <laughs> for me, it was a bit disturbing, but I took control of the situation. <laughs> as you put your hands on your hips you're so cute i am sassy <laughs> <laughs> all right before we do mine because mine's a little dark and yours was a little bit dark what about our wines what are the wines we're having tonight can you guess i no i can't <laughs> same thing i have every time Yo, you gotta mix it up. But I like the white Zinfandel, and it's cheap. I don't care. You gotta mix it up. All right, white Zinfandel for Asia. (laughs) I'm drinking Carnivore Cabernet. It's the only type of red wine that I like, and you're supposed to drink it with meat. Like, as you're eating meat. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But is it red meat? Is it pork? Is it poultry? It just says meat in general. I think probably mostly red meat. No, yeah, it says red meat. Yeah, say, usually <laughs> red wines and wet red meat, but I had to clarify. Yeah. I feel like a white Zinfandel would pair well with a white meat or poultry. Yeah. It's just a very light wine. <laughs> Quine. <Yeah. laughs> oh my Jesus, you're already a little tipsy, aren't you? A little bit. I'm about... You're halfway in. No, it's like a quarter. Look at this. It's like a third. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. It was. I just bumped my mic. It was like here when I opened mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So it feels more like a third because you got the closure mm-hmm. of the bottleneck. It gets smaller. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. 
so my disturbing thing of the week. Um, this was told to me. So, okay. Rich and I got some furniture off of Wayfair, Wayfair. And he, like, told his buddies at work. And one of them was like, bro. Is this a You know, children? Wayfair. Yeah. Wayfair <laughs> sex traffic is tra- f- fucking fuck. You can't talk. <laughs> yes, Wayfair has Wayfair this conspiracy. Wayfair sex traffics children is what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to mention it, but then I, like like just casually for this but then i looked it up bro like wayfair gate is real it's fucking creepy i was curious about that because i had heard that but i hadn't done any research into it myself to figure out if it was true if it was just rumors so what you got to do is if you look it up on google Mm -hmm. the first like two pages of results is like oh it's not real it's not real so which the conspiracy is that it's being covered up because a lot of the elites, you know, Epstein and shit, right. whatever. So then I searched Wayfair Reddit because I knew it was from like a Reddit thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by doing that, I finally found uh, it's called the Vigilant Citizen. I don't know how reputable they are, but this one article they had on it bro it's like way deeper than just wayfair like they're selling pillows for ten thousand dollars yeah it's usually when you see a average cheap item that's being sold at a ridiculous price but yeah it goes even worse it goes deeper than that so apparently if you take one of the numbers it's like like an identification number off the product and you search it in any search engine other than google and you put like these specific terms next to it, it's like SRC USA or something. It shows up with like, um, with like, ch- it's like pictures of children in like scanty clothing and shit. It's deep, dude, and it's freaking me out. <laughs> yeah, it was something I heard about, but I wasn't sure was true. Thank you for elaborating on that for me, because yeah, yeah. That's not okay. So And Wayfair has yeah. good shit. Luckily, I haven't bought anything off of them in a long time. But it's one of those things where, like, should I even support their business? Because this is something that's... At this point, though, like, any large business, from what I can tell of being a very new person to this whole, like, situation, it seems like every big business is in on the fucking sex trafficking pedo gang. So... Sex is money, and apparently the younger the better. Oh, God. Okay, we're done with that. I'm glad we're done with that. Okay. All right, so. So. <laughs> what is your story? Yes. Um. All right, we're still in Arizona. Okay. I think this is the last Arizona piece, right? I have no idea. I've lost track. I thought we were going to do a couple yep. more, but this can be the last one. That's fine. We can move on. Yeah. So, um... I found a cryptid for us this week. Ooh, an Arizonian cryptid. Oh, yeah. There's actually a lot. Really? Um, I'm pretty excited for this one. And I chose this. So Arizona's got a lot of cryptids, right? Because it's like the fucking desert, dude. People are tripping balls in the desert all the time. Yes. It's hot. Yep. Hallucinations. I don't know. Not much to do. Aliens. <laughs> yeah. So I chose one particular... Sorry, the dog is crying. I t- chose one particular cryptid called the Aswang. The Oswang? The Aswang? How is it spelled? 
A-S-W-A-N-G. And it's Filipino. Oswang. Say, too bad your boyfriend can't help. <laughs> he is Vietnamese, actually. Are you racist? No, I'm just making a shit, shit racist joke. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. It's kind of funny, though. I was say, it's because it's, it's, it's him. It's me yeah. giving him shit because I care about it. <laughs> okay, low-key, Rich is 100% Vietnamese, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the other, he says shit that I like can't comment on in the moment as a white person. I just kind of have to be like, okay. Yeah. One day he called himself a brown Asian, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I can't confirm or deny whether you're a brown Asian because that's not my place. <laughs> he, yeah, so. He'll probably think that's hilarious. Oh, that's great. So anyways. Yeah, he has a good swing. He has a good sense of humor, which is why I don't mind making fun of him and teasing him and shit, because <laughs> I know it's not going to be offensive, and he knows I'm joking around. So Exactly. Don't at me. Exactly. I'm not a racist person. It's more of a <laughs> one-on-one with him. Like, I call him bitchered. So if yeah. that gives you an idea. <laughs> exactly. This is family love. Family love. <laughs> All right, um, the Oswang. Aswang. The Oswang. Yeah, let's just go with Oswang. I like Aswang. So, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue with your Aswang. <laughs> shut the... Oh, my God. So, we're going to start... You're so tipsy. We're going to start with the history of the Aswang. Aswang. <laughs> Let me have my fun. <laughs> um... You can have your fun, because I'm driving the vehicle today, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to drink half a bottle of wine and enjoy this. All right, go ahead. All right. So, the Aswang is a cryptid from Filipino culture. And I straight up, Asia, I straight up read, like, an academic journal, like, piece on this. So Like, peer-reviewed? Your girl is flexing. Yeah, peer-reviewed, but, like, social science peer-reviewed is not the same as, like, actual science peer-reviewed, so it seemed legitimate, though. Sounds like it. All right, continue. So, the Aswang's a cryptid in Filipino culture, and it actually refers to a category of creatures. No, it refers to five categories of creatures (laughs) in Filipino lore. And what unites them all under... Are you raising your hand? I was about to. Keep keep going. Oh, my God. What unites all of the Aswang under this umbrella term is their ability to live among people while carrying out their witch-like monstrous deeds at night. Can I raise my hand yes. now? Yes. Yes, Asia, in the back. <laughs> um... You said it was referring to, like, a group of them, so it makes you wonder, is it, like, species versus class? No, they're all the same species, different breeds. I see. So it's like, they're all cats, but that one's a different cat than that one. This one's a tabby, that one's a... Calico. Aswang. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's Aswang. Yes. (laughs) So I want to go over the five types. Okay. Educate The first me. one is called 
or is known as like a vampire type. So similar to Western culture, um, it sucks blood, right? Mm -hmm. And it lives out in the woods. Well, it either will live in the woods or ingratiate itself into society. So this type of Oswang has a proboscis-like tongue, like a mosquito, and it uses that to suck blood from its victims. Uh, it usually tries to infiltrate human society by marrying people. It's a phlebotomist. And yeah, it's actually a phlebotomist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the way that it ingratiates itself into culture is it usually shows up as like a woman. It'll shapeshift into a woman during the day. It's me. Marry, marry a, you are a woman. Marry a husband. And then slowly it'll either drain their husband of blood or it will use the husband and the home and the town as a safe haven while it goes out to other nearby towns and villages and sucks people's blood there. Okay. So it's a vamp long. It's a... Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) You are Richard as a woman. (laughs) I'm a female phlebotomist, so therefore I am a vamp wong. You're a vamp wong. <laughs> All right. The next one is the viscera sucker. How is that different from a vampire? Okay. So viscera refers to organs. Oh, so it only eats organs. Yes. So it's similar to the vampire in that it has a proboscis, but instead of sucking blood, it uses its proboscis to suck out people's organs or the phlegmatic discharge of the sick. As a nurse, can you explain what that the fuck is? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Phleg- <laughs> it's an ancient term. Phlegmatic discharge from the sick sounds like something they use back in like the 1800s to describe like snot or some shit. I'm like either snot, semen or vaginal discharge. Those were like the three places my mind went with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a real medical term. Okay. <laughs> so in the daytime, it takes the shape of an attractive light-skinned woman with long hair. Hey, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am an asshole. So, yes. <laughs> You're specifically a viscera sucker. (laughs) But you don't know me. (laughs) By night... Okay, this is the coolest part. Okay. By night, it grows wings, splits itself in half from the waist, hides its lower half, and flies off in search of victims. What? (laughs) It cuts itself in half, buries its legs, and it's like, I shall fly free! (laughs) Yeah. What? It's pretty dope. Yeah. Okay. And then, so, it sucks viscera, right? It sucks organs. But it's especially interested in sucking out the fetuses out of preg... Fuck. Pregnant women? Sucking fetuses out of pregnant women. Is it fetuses or fetuses? Fetuses. (laughs) Okay. You thought you were so clever just I was having fun, really. It's just... (laughs) fun to interrupt you sorry god continue all right so that's the viscera sucker the third is the were dog 
The were-dog. So, yeah. Unlike the vampire and the viscerous sucker, this Aswang infiltrates communities by posing as a traveler. Um, specifically, it'll either be a traveler that's trying to peddle something or a construction worker. Is this male or female? I'm assuming male. Okay, so the women are vampires and the men are werewolves. Got it. So far. Um, uh, At night, it either transforms into a dog, a pig, or a cat, and then it goes out to kill and eat people, especially pregnant women. It is said that if you are a pregnant woman walking alone at night, you should make sure to let your long hair hang loose, quote-unquote, because this somehow protects you from the were-dog. Sweet. I'm set. Yes. (laughs) And then, according to legend, a were-dog only develops taste for human flesh by eating food that was spat on or licked by another were-dog. So, like, marking its territory when a dog pees. Yeah, or I don't know if it's like, you could be a human, and you accidentally eat human flesh that was spat on or licked by another were-dog, or if you're a dog, I guess it'd be more, it's more common for a dog to be eating human flesh. I don't know. I'm it quite didn't go confused. into detail. Same. But okay, continue. So that's the were-dog. The witch. Ooh. Bum, bum, bum. So, the witch kind of has a weird uh, relationship with Oswing because the term is almost synonymous, but not quite. So, in Filipino lore, not all witches are Oswing, but if a witch already has qualities similar to an Oswing, like sucking blood, eating babies, splitting in half or some shit then they can become an Oswing, which then makes them a stronger witch. And they're like the most powerful type of Filipino witch. So I need to try and become an Aswang. 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 I mean, do you already have the qualities? I mean, I've got long hair. I'm pale. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Shit. I've got the first half of the requirements here. I just need to... (laughs) develop a taste for sucking blood out of people, but I am a certified phlebotomist, so I don't know if that counts. Oh shit, you already did that. Okay, but the proboscis. That's true. It's not Let part of... Let me know of... when you have a proboscis. I will. It's not part of my anatomy yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Do-do-do. So, generally in Filipino culture, witches are hated. Like in every culture, uh, Yeah, basically. I don't know one where they're constantly renowned. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So they often are isolated to like the outskirts of town and they're usually described by Filipinoans, Filipinoans as vindictive and they have eyes with elongated irises which reflect images upside down. So they have cat eyes that refer the pictures to being an upside down mirror. Yeah. And again, I don't know if they mean like you're looking into their eyes and images are upside down because I've never like who gets that close to somebody else I've never seen that um they often lay curses on whoever crosses their path specifically they will make rice 
insects or bones come out of your orifices. That's like their curse signature. Okay, now that one does bother me. I've got a thing about bugs in the body. It's just not a lot I of like things bother you... me, but bugs inside the body do. Yeah. I like how you perseverated on the bugs. I'm stuck on the bones. Eh. On the bones coming out of your like are they little rat bones like little tiny bones See, are they your own bones maybe i heard you wrong i just heard rice insects and something else maybe that was the bones bones <laughs> rice yeah whatever bones though i'm like picturing little tiny rat bones coming out of my eyes i mean if it's insects insects don't have bones but yeah, I guess a mouse is pretty damn close. A rat's bigger than right? a mouse. So maybe mouse, mice, mouse, mice bones? Yeah. I don't know. It's fucking disturbing either way. Um, so, for the most part, witches are on the outskirts of town. Their residences are avoided. However, you can get away with beating the shit out of an ass-wing witch or a witch in general if an incident happens to happen close enough to their house that you can blame them and then you can punish them. So every witch. So, yeah. <laughs> I was say, it doesn't even have to be near their house. As long as it's within the same town that they reside. It's your fault! You burn yep, at the burn stake. Them. Yep. Um, okay, so the last type of Oswing is the ghoul. And this one's definitely fucking creepy. So, they're considered to be the most mysterious because they hang out in the trees above cemeteries. Hmm. And they only come out, like, at night. So they're not, they're not hanging out with the general population. They're not ingratiating or marrying. They're just sitting in the fucking trees above cemeteries. And the only thing they feast on are fresh corpses. Interesting. Why is yeah. that extra creepy to you? I don't know, because it's like dead people cannibalism? <laughs> Meh. I don't know, is that like not as... Are the other things creepier? <laughs> I don't know. See, what I find creepy is the bones coming out of orifices and rice. Rice is just why? But like eating dead people. Let me repeat that. They're already dead. So eating it... dead people. They're already dead. If it's a ghoul, okay, I guess... it's like a ghost and it's already dead and therefore they're probably just bringing it from the dead life into, or sorry, the li life of life that has ended. They could help them cross over into the life of the dead and become a ghoul themselves. That is such a touching theory, and I'm glad that you sympathize <laughs> with the ghouls. I do. But the way I'm, like, picturing this is, like, you eat steak, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? I just realized the steak is dead meat. Uh-huh. And now I'm... Uh-huh. I just think eating <laughs> a raw, alive person... It's not alive! ...is better than eating a dead person. Why? The I don't person's know. already dead. You're not doing anything to it end their life. It just freaks me out. <laughs> it's just like any other meat. You know what? No, I'm because not a cannibal. I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of dead people. I've seen a lot of dead people. I'd rather take a bite out of a live, kicking person, than a dead one. Is is it? Am I fucked up? <laughs> I don't know. 
I personally get along well with dead people, so it's like, if they're already dead, what's the harm? Yeah, but like... If they're alive, just... you're ending that life cycle. I understand that. But like, how many dead people have you seen? Sadly, none. Okay. Maybe you'd understand. All the people in the audience who have seen dead people. Wait! Either for work or what. Just, like, comment. (laughs) I have seen one. It was in a car accident, and his traumatized spirit was very angry. Okay, so, riddle me this. This is fucked up. Would you rather eat a pregnant woman who's alive or that dead person? Dead person, hands down. What the fuck? Okay. Pregnant woman is alive. That's two lives. I don't want to affect either of them. If the person's already dead, they're no different than a carcass. But bro, you can't think about the morals. You're already an Oswing. You're already an Oswing. You're already going to fucking do something fucked up. I guess that's fair. I'd rather be a ghoul (laughs) than a vamp wing. Okay. So maybe I'm the vamp wing and you're the fucking corpse eater. (laughs) I mean, but do they, theoretically, does a vamp wing or the organ one... I guess the organ one answers my question. But does the vamp wing actually kill their victim? Or is it just like every other vampire in every myth where it's just like, I'm sucking your blood? You know, it didn't say. Oh, bummer. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Um, so <laughs> we're still on the ghoul. They apparently have, they like smell really bad and their teeth and their nails are strong enough to dig up and steal corpses. And they like to feast specifically on fresh burials. Yes, Asia. <laughs> um, when does fresh expire? Like, do they have to be buried that day or within the week or within the month? Like, I think is as it... fresh as the ass wing can get them. Well, I get that, like, but when I don't does think it fresh gives a fuck. stop? Like, is it when no. any type of bro, decomp bro, comes bro. into it? Bro, 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 bro. You're getting into this technical side where really it's subjective for every Oswing. You know? Some like them, Some like them, like, properly aged. I guess that's fair. Some like the but little... But I did read... So, okay, I was just going to go into this. <clears throat> Filipino wakes are often brightly lit and their parties and shit like their wakes but also like parties and gatherings and anything where they're like gathered especially around death brightly lit very loud in order to scare away ghouls and prevent them from stealing and devouring the corpse so some ghouls like them fresh like hot off the i don't know the thing hotly dead hotly dead bro we should we should make a pin that just says hotly dead (laughs) that'd be dope i'd wear that (laughs) all right so before we go on to like the origin of the Mm oswing because we've just done the types we've talked about the witches so i want to ask you asia as a professional witch i want you to speak for your entire culture how do you feel about this so far these oswing witches I'm not against them by any means. Everyone has their own means to practice. I personally will not kill something to better myself, but if it's already dead, I don't see the point in not using it. I like how your angle is to is literally about like Oswing witches. I 
I was more angling for like, what do you think of Filipino culture and Oz wings as like a part of that? Not like, what would you say to an Oz wing witch? <laughs> I think it's culturist in its own way, just like our history and the issues in Massachusetts where we had burnings at the stake from literal children behaving like oh we've got this idea we're gonna make this old lady we don't like we're gonna have her burned she's gonna die because we're gonna pretend that we're possessed like yeah it's fucked I find it as just another way in another culture that witches are demoralized and dehumanized as existing as people they can only be for the devil they can only be powerful because they're doing other things not because they're powerful women in themselves but because they're a monster or because they're serving the devil or what have you i feel like it's just like every other culture that sees a powerful woman who's figured out how to use the elements to help her and to help others 99.9 percent of the time it's to help others too it's like oh well fuck you or just women in general like women who aren't witches just in general if you do something it's like that video you sent me if you do something outside the norms of society you're a fucking witch and that gives us the right to burn you at the stake the actual like article that i read that i was referring to she the writer she went into the history of oswing and filipino culture but her overall like narrative arc reason for doing it was to talk about like women in filipino culture and like misogyny and blah 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 yeah most of the time witches are subject to misogynistic tendencies whereas like this woman can read and write and understand science well women are not allowed to do that women can't comprehend that so therefore she must be a witch she can't be smart she can't be smart like men are She's a witch. Yeah. She is getting yeah. these powers of understanding from the devil. She must die. Yeah. People still have those issues nowadays. It's 2021. It's like, fucking grow up. Oh, dude. As we will see later, the Oswing is still an issue, like, socially. Like, it's still being used socially to isolate people in the Philippines, which we will go into. I'm not surprised. People find, doesn't matter what culture you're in, whether you're white, black, Filipino... Indian, Native American, it doesn't matter who you are, every culture has some way of segregating themselves and being like, that person's different. Fuck them. We're like chickens. Yeah, Yeah, we're just gonna peck the shit out of... You're different. I'm going to peck you to death. Burn you to death. Hang you. Quarter you. What have you. You will die because you are different. Yep. Yep. We're fucked up type of species. Yep. We're the creepiest cryptid, yo. We're the cancer on the world. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. So, origin, specifically. Um, Also, this episode might be a tad long. It's okay. It's jam-packed. It is our episode, and after a month and a half of not recording, we are going to have some fucking fun with it. It's our podcast. New angle. It's not a long episode. It's a double feature because you guys missed us so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
big old chug of wine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the legend of the Aswang has several origins, which seem to coexist, is what I wrote. In Filipino lore, which is an oral tradition, the Aswang dates back to at least the 16th century, but it's likely much, much older, because that's just when the Spanish explorers, dis- like, you know, came into the Philippines and wrote down the first written record of the Oswang, which they picked up from, like, locals. So, way older than the 16th century, just not written down. Um, so, the mo- one of the most famous legends originates from the Baikal region. Baikalanos in this region believed that there were two gods, one good, one evil, who presided over their region. Uh, the good one, called Gugurang, protected the region from the other god, the evil god, which was Asuang. So Asuang made Aswangs. There you go. Got it. <laughs> um, so in one specific story of these two gods, Gugurang was a fire-wielding god who would cause Mount Mayan, which was a lo- is a local volcano, to erupt if he found that the humans were displeasing him. Um, Asuang was jealous of his power and his ability to uh, control the people, so he begged Gugurang for fire. And Gugurang was like, nah, bitch, no. I know you just want this to control people, so I'm not going to let you have it. So Aswang, pissed off, one day, he was able to steal the fire from Gugurang by turning himself invisible, stealing it, and hiding it in a coconut shell. A coconut shell, huh? Yeah. You know, a coconut shell. (laughs) Interesting. Drawing parallels here, but continue. (laughs) So, once he had the fire, it turns out he was unable to control it, and he accidentally set the whole world on fire. So, Gugurang rolled up, he found Aswang by following the path of the fire back to him. And he punished Aswang. Yes, Asia? <laughs> Is that how the dinosaurs died? Um, no. So the oh. whole world was set on fire. You know, <laughs> bro, I'm not like... <laughs> I'm not like a PhD in this stuff. I don't know if they're connected. That's like some history channel shit. <laughs> All right, continue. Sorry. <laughs> I was having fun with So, <laughs> um, Gugurang found Aswang and decided to punish him. And to punish him, he struck out the fire by using thunder and lightning, which doesn't make sense to me. Don't ask me. That's just what it said. So, the storm that he created, the thunderstorm he created, um destroyed the land and brought evils upon it which the humans never forgave Aswang for. So Gugurang fucked up the land. Aswang's getting blamed. Okay. So in today, today time, Aswang is most commonly associated um, to Cabiz, Capiz, which is a province on the island of Penne in the Philippines. Like Penne pasta. Got it. No. <laughs> Uh, P-A-N-A-Y. P-A-N-A-Y. Okay. Yeah. 
So social anthropologists believe that the legends of Aswang and Gugering in this region were predominantly inspired by two different sources. Either, not, not Gugering, just Aswang. Okay, just Aswang. Two different sources. They either think that local wildlife um, or the predominance of an ex-linked dystonia Parkinsonism among men of Filipino descent in this area contributed to the Oswing legend. A what? A what? A what now? <laughs> so I'm going to start with the animals. The easy one. Basically, local wildlife, right? Um, the sounds and calls that they make, such as the flying lemur, specifically the flying lemur, sounds similar to what people consider Aswing hunting calls to sound like. Does that make sense? Yes, but why do they consider it to be that? Like, I don't know. It makes a similar sound, and in this area, flying lemurs are commonly hunted because of their sound, because people think that it's an Oswing in disguise. But how do they know what an Oswing sound like? What, what if it's just been the lemurs the whole damn time, and they're just well, bro, this is like, this is a tradition over thousands of years, you know. Tradition. If you're like a little, if you're a Filipino kid and your grandma's like, you hear a flying lemur and your grandma's like, that's an Oswing. Be careful. Don't go out at night. You're going to think that's an Oswing, whether or not it's not. You know what I mean? Fair. <laughs> so then let's get to the Parkinsonism. So the other theory for how the Oswing legend came to be in the Philippines is this X-linked condition. Um, it's like a type of Parkinsonism. And X-links, X-linked means that it's derived from a gene off of the X chromosome. So let me just get real nerdy on you for a second. Please do, because I had a question about Parkinson's disease and Parkinsonism. Yeah, I'm gonna dis- I'm gonna explain that too. So. Save it for the end, please. Questions for the end. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Um, <laughs> so what? So X-linked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the way this works: women have two X chromosomes. Right. Men have an X and a Y. Right. So the reason this type of Parkinsonism only occurs in men, or very predominantly occurs in men, is because they only have one X chromosome. So, if the gene on that X chromosome is this Parkinsonism, they don't have another X chromosome to basically turn off or cover that gene. Does that make sense? If you have two X chromosomes... We're immune. um, No. (laughs) If you have two X chromosomes, it's way less likely for you to have the gene on both X's. Oh, so, so it's the opposite. They're immune. We're not. Yeah. No, 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 no. Women don't ever have it, basically, because their second X, which has a similar gene, basically covers the Parkinsonism gene on the other X. We don't have to. We don't have to know that. It's fine. <laughs> it's just so confused. I'm very confused, <laughs> but okay, continue. Ignore it. Ignore it. Ignore it. Okay. So X-linked part. Dystonia Parkinsonism, which is also known as Dystonia of Panay, 
is almost exclusively found among Filipino males. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? Your reaction. Oh my god, you just put like a $500 mic in your mouth. <laughs> I'm just... Just lightly, I wrapped my lips around it. I wanted to see your reaction. <laughs> that was fucking great. Okay, continue. Sorry. Oh boy. <laughs> hey, I'm half okay. a bottle of wine in. I am enjoying myself. Yeah, I know you are. I... I love you for it. You do you. It's a gallon of wine, too, for those listening. Oh, my Jesus. Okay. God, Jesus. <sighs> Almost exclusively found among Filipino males with ancestral descent from Panay. Okay. Okay? Got it. So this Parkinsonism, only in Panay, only in dudes from Panay. Only dudes from Panay can get Parkinson's disease. No. Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, no, don't. You're misinforming the public. I'm so, sorry, guys. I'm having fun. You know what? I'm going to start talking to the listeners now and ignoring you. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so for those of you out there who don't know, dystonia is a medical term that describes um, a movement disorder causing a person's muscles to contract uncontrollably. Parkinsonism is a type of dystonia, but there are other types of dystonia, like Huntington's. Super similar, but not the same. Uh, dystonia, dystonic movements are usually repetitive. Um, they can affect one muscle, one muscle group, or your entire body. Um, and they can cause, when they're like really severe, like all of your muscles, they can cause you to twist in different ways. Your tongue will stick out rep- repetitively. You you salivate more. Um, it's really uncomfortable. It's really horrible to watch, like someone suffer from this from personal experience. Um, so people with dystonia of Panay, unfortunately, are branded as Aswang even today in Filipino culture. And because of that, they are socially ostracized out of their communities, um, which makes it even harder for them to seek medical attention for this type of Parkinsonism, which is really sad and really fucked up. Um, because people with Parkinsonism and dystonia panay, if they don't get treatment... I appreciate uh, Oh my god, Asia. Their suffering worsens over time... Their dystonic movements become more violent. Uh, They develop dementia. They have increased injuries from falling. And eventually, they'll die from it. So, Asia, you were distracted by something. Do you have any idea what I just said? (laughs) You were comparing Huntington's to Parkinson's? (laughs) (laughs) You're so cute. Sorry, I'm half a bottle of wine and my stomach is reacting, so... I had my roommate bring me a cheese stick. <laughs> oh, I would not have gone with cheese. I would have gone with like bread or crackers, maybe. Well, cheese is a base versus an acid, so they counteract each other. Yeah. <laughs> Science. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you missed the whole Parkinsonism talk. I got That's part fine. of it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So I just want to, before we get into how the fuck this relates to Arizona, (laughs) 
I want to get into some fun cultural facts. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. In my journey, my Aswang journey, I came across this Filipino author, Maximo Ramos, who has a PhD in folklore and mythology, and he wrote all this type of shit on Filipino culture and folklore. And he wrote specifically about Aswang. And here are some interesting facts about Filipino culture that directly relate to the Aswang legend. So I mentioned one before, how funerals, wakes, and parties are really loud Mm -hmm. and brightly lit. Scare off the Aswangs. Yes. So according to this guy, um, Filipino gatherings in general are loud and bright and everyone's partying and that originates from them trying to keep Aswang away um, another fun thing the, fl- the floors around a dead person uh, either where they were found or where the body is being kept before the wake aren't swept because sweeping them would spread the scent of death and attract ghouls okay makes sense most of these are about ghouls um, another one, before the dead is carried out of a house, a chicken's throat is cut, um, then it is thrown down the stairs and allowed to flutter away in order to distract ghouls while the body is being moved. Yes, Asia. By fluttering away, is it when you cut a chicken's head off and they run? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to So clarify. basically it's like bait, so the ghoul doesn't notice that you're moving a body and they can't like swoop in on that. Um, orphans in the Philippines wear red strips of cloth around their wrists, necks, and waist to represent fire, which Aswang are afraid of. Um, widows and widowers wait at least a year to remarry after a spouse's death because a ghoul may mistake the new spouse for the old one. And what I think that means is, like, if you... If your husband dies, um, the Aswang could accidentally think that your new partner is your dead partner and then eat them, I think. This one didn't really make sense. I was going to say, but they're alive and they don't smell like death and they're not dead. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, it is what it is. Okay. The last one I have... If a family is burdened with the Oswing line, as in one of the types of Oswing married in, had kids, and spread the Oswing blood, um, if you have that in your family line, you can marry a non-Filipino person in order to break the line, since it is known that non-Filipinos are immune to carrying the Oswing family line. Damn it, I'm not an Aswang yeah, bro, you, it's by blood. Fuck. <laughs> or if you eat dead meat that a were-dog licked or ate. How do I know if a cow I've eaten has been licked? No, it's got to be human meat. Oh. Have you been eating any human meat, Asia? <laughs> Not as far as I'm aware. <laughs> okay, good. All right. We are 56 minutes in. Yes. Going strong. This is... Where Arizona comes in. All right. About time. (laughs) Okay. Asia. Yes. 
Have I painted a horrifying picture yet? A curious one, indeed. But horrifying for me, not so much. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you're not the right person to ask. <laughs> Everyone out there, is this picture horrifying? Good! <laughs> <laughs> it's like those cartoons where they're like talking to the child and they're like, so what do you think? And they wait and they wait. Like, I think oh so, too. <laughs> Like Let's fucking Blue's that. Clues, bro. Blue's Clues, Dora, Diego. <laughs> Can you see the ass wing? <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> is he okay. over here? <laughs> no? So good, bro. Oh, the memories. <laughs> Alright. So, even though the ass wing is Filipino, somehow it's made it its way around the world and has been spotted in other continents including the North Americas in Arizona okay <laughs> what you're struggling with this point right now why Arizona out of all of North America it is large it is a whole continent why Arizona I wish I could tell you. Is there any reports any other damn state? You know, probably. Okay. But mostly it's Arizona if we're talking about the states. Okay. Really, it's hot in the Philippines. I've seen videos of the Aswang from the Philippines. You've seen videos? But we won't go there. We won't go there to the end. So, Arizona. Why the fuck is the Aswang in Arizona? Let's get into it. In Arizona... There is an abandoned town called Two Guns. And by the town of Two Guns, there is a cave system called for, formally the Diablo Caves, but socially the Apache Death Caves. Devil or death. Okay, got it. <laughs> yes. Bad. Um, so locals... Locals in and around Two Guns, because Two Guns is abandoned. Don't ask me. I'm just fucking, like, reading. I'm just reading and writing what I've read. I'm disappointed Anyways. it's not Tombstone. You know what? Tombstone let me down. We won't go there. <laughs> Tombstone's got cryptids, but they let me down. Okay. So, in Arizona, um, the Oswing takes on kind of a different look. It's got black fur... And it's described as looking like a man mixed with a dog. So you could say maybe were-dog? It has sharp teeth and claws and makes a sound like a rattlesnake. But really loud. Quote-unquote. Really loud rattlesnake. Um, what I could find on, other than like the cryptid sites that are just bullshit Wikipedias... What I could find about the Oswing in Arizona basically was an episode of Monsters Underground where they investigate the Apache Death Caves near tier two guns in order to try and find the Oswing. Yes, Asia. I knew you were going to see dog because every black dog is like in every society. I'm just thrown off by the rattlesnake sound. It's, yeah, you know, it's just like a deserty thing that they added. I hear I think, a rattlesnake. In my opinion. I saw a black dog. It must be an asswong. 
Yeah, which sounds like a flying lemur. Who Apparently knows? Apparently flying lemurs sound like rattlesnakes. <laughs> Doubt, but I haven't done the research myself. Let's say so. we've got two different stories here. Some say flying lemurs, Arizona is rattlesnakes. So apparently A plus B equals C. Rattlesnakes sound like flying lemurs. Lemurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I think the legend of the Oswing in Arizona I think basically it comes from like a local reputation of like, yo, you know, those Apache death caves, the ass wing is there. Plus this episode of monsters underground. Other than that, there's no real, like there's no real like record of the ass wing in Arizona. So because I was left with nothing but this, I spent $2 to watch this Monsters Underground episode. Hey, you do more than I do. I never pay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, so just to like introduce the Oswing in Arizona, basically in that episode, they, ca- they talk to a couple locals. There's one rancher who's like, yeah, bro, I like heard a really deep rattlesnake sound. And the next day, four of my pregnant cows were dead and their fetuses were stolen from their wombs. Fucking creepy. Cattle mutilation is a whole other fucking subject that we could spend an entire episode on. So there's that. Okay. Then there was this random concerned citizen, quote unquote, who heard that people died, quote unquote, in the caves, quote unquote. You should see her fingers. (laughs) that's because this lady did not impress me all right and then the last guy that they interview in this episode is a guy who works at an animal rescue who said that he got a call about a wounded animal went to the scene saw and heard like some creepy ass sounds that he couldn't describe and then, like, saw something running away that definitely wasn't a dog, quote unquote. It's a flying from... lemur. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, the reports basically in two guns are fucking. There's, they're stupid. There's zero. It doesn't matter because this whole little search for the Oswing in Arizona. While doing this. I stumbled across the Apache Death Caves, which I'm surprised you haven't asked me about now, Asia. So ask me. Why are they called Diablo? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're such a troll. I was so ready. (laughs) So, why are they called the Death Caves? How many people have died? The Apache Death Caves. The Apache Death Caves. Let's get into this, because this is where the meat of this story truly is. Dead meat? All right. Yes. Cooked. Oh, that doesn't work for the asswongs. You know what? They gotta be fresh, (laughs) and fresh does not mean cooked. Are you ready? I am. All right. So, the Apache Death Cave is a cave system with an interesting and complicated past. It's right next to two guns. Tombstone. To s- 
Yeah. Okay, <laughs> apparently two guns was, like, way harder than Tombstone. Like, people dying more than in Tombstone. Damn. But it died out, so no one cares. Well, no shit. If everyone's dying, of course it's going to die out. <laughs> it's just basically another gold boom town. Okay. Like yeah. all of Arizona that we've found out so far. Yes. Yep. So, um, the Apache Death Caves. It got its name after a group of Apache Indians were massacred in the, in the cave system by a group of Navajo. The story goes that back in the 1870s, the Navajo Indians in this area were dealing with Apache raiders who would attack their encampments and kill um, and loot and not take any prisoners. So basically just kill everyone, take all their shit. So in order to try and defend themselves against these raids, the Navajos tried using a new defense strategy where they would split their group into two groups. One group would go and fight the Apache head-on, while the other rode south through the Chavez Pass to block off their exit. Is it Chavez or Chavez? Chavez. Chavez. You look so smirky right now. (laughs) I really am. (laughs) Bro, don't fight me. (laughs) Chavez. Chavez. Sure. Um, It just sounds right. Okay. Chavez for you. Thank you. So this defensive strategy worked for a while, but eventually the Apache caught on. And one day, when the Apache raided a Navajo encampment, um, and the Navajo responded by doing their thing, trying to, you know, send in one group to fight them, send in the other to cut them off. The second group never found the Apache. They just mysteriously disappeared. So somewhere in between the encampment and the pass where they cut them off, the Apache just disappeared. So that same day, um, after they failed to cut them off, they got word that a second um, attack was carried out on another Navajo encampment and everyone in that encampment was killed again by the Apache. Um, so again, the Navajo tried to ambush them where they were sure the Apache would show up, but somehow the Apache escaped a second time. Okay, so the Apache escaped twice, yet somehow the Apache killed Navajos. So... The Navajos are respond. Okay, so the day goes like this. The Apache attacks a Navajo encampment. The Navajos respond with one group, and the second group tries to cut them off on their retreat. But, which usually works, but the Apache disappear. So they weren't able to cut them off because they never came the route that they were supposed to. So, while they're waiting for this second, while they're waiting for the Apache, after this first raid, a second raid is being carried out by the Apache on another Navajo encampment. Oh, okay. Yes. So, the Apache escaped and then attacked another place. Gotcha. So, again, the Navajo try to cut them off, but they disappear. And they're like, what the fuck? And while they're waiting to ambush this second Apache group, they get word that for a third time the Apache 
has attacked a Navajo encampment. So three encampments in a day, and they can't seem to stop them. Okay. So the Navajo, desperate to find and stop the Apaches before they kill more Navajos, send out scouts in pairs in all different directions to try and track them down. One of the pairs was sent to the nearby Diablo Caves. Mm. <laughs> As this pair approaches the cave system, they're sneaking, they've like hid their horses, they're going undetected. One of the scouts is startled by a sudden burst of hot air that's coming up from the ground. Hot spray. And he notices he notices <laughs> that the hot air is coming from a crack that he's been walking over. Hot spray. So he he Sorry, no. I'm having fun. Okay, continue. <laughs> He peers into the crack, and he sees that underneath, like he's been standing over a massive section of the cave, that the Apache, and that in this section of the cave, the Apaches are right below him around a campfire. So this cave system is so big that the Apaches have gone in en masse with horses, and they're just hanging out with a campfire and shit right under his feet. Shit. So, this is how they've been escaping. They found this cave. It's underground. It's got routes underground and shit. That's how they've been escaping their ambush. So, the two scouts race back to their leader and tell them about their discovery. Um, Then they lead the rest of the Navajo warriors back to the caves. First, the Navajo kill the guards at the mouth of the cave. Then... They all gather, like, dry sagebrush and wood, and they drop it from above into the passageway leading up to the mouth of the cave. The Apache suddenly realize, oh, shit, they're, like, dropping shit on us. Oh, shit, it's, like, kindling-type shit. They're going to set this shit on fire, and some of them try to escape out the mouth of the cave. They're going to smoke but the us Navajo, out. Yeah. The Navajo shoot the escapees and kill them at the mouth of the cave because they're, like, perched above them. So, then the Navajo light the brush on fire. So, there's this raging fire at the mouth of the cave. Um, eh, Okay, yeah. So, there's a raging fire at the mouth of the cave that's, like, seeping into the cave. And the Navajo can see uh, far off that smoke is coming up out of the cracks in the ground, showing that the smoke is, like, filling up the cave, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But then they notice that the smoke stops, so something's changed. They stop, they like slow down the fire to see what's up. And it turns out that the Apache, to try and like, why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm just picturing like this big billowing smoke and then like a glitch in a video game. It just stops and it's like contained. It's like trying to, <laughs> but it's not going anywhere. <laughs> no, no. So picture this. The fire at the mouth of the cave is burning hot, right? But because this cave system is super long and there's cracks in the ground, like the one the scout tripped over, Mm -hmm. you can see the smoke coming out of the ground, like, further down the plateau. Okay. So you know it's filling the caves. But suddenly the smoke stops. So they, um, they, they slow down the fire to see what's going on. And it turns out that the Apache, in order to try to save themselves, 
killed their ponies and used the pony blood and some of the water that they had left to extinguish the fire at the mouth of the cave. And they used the carcasses of the ponies and stacked them up to try to seal themselves off from the fire. So that's why there's no more smoke going because they've sealed themselves off in a chamber. It was poor horses. Um, yeah. So while the fire is being, uh, slowed so that they can check this out one of the apaches come out as like an ambassador to like talk to them right um Mm -hmm. blah 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 so he comes out in an attempt to negotiate and the navajo leader who is named natani um talks to the guy and he's like yo we'll stop if you return three prisoners that you stole from the last raid that you conducted on our camp. Only three? And, yeah. Well, before they weren't, they were killing everybody, so. How do they know there were any captured? Well, because they got three missing persons. How do they know? It's not like they. Because they know their people, bro. But if they go to an encampment and find everyone murdered, are they literally going through every single corpse and looking for the three people missing from that separate okay, encampment? Okay, fair enough. I did not mention that in the last encampment, one of the dudes survived. So he might have been the one that was like, yo, they took these three girls. Okay. Yes, yeah. that important detail for my brain. <laughs> Other people are probably fine, but my brain was like, wait! We gotta hold up a minute. <laughs> Um, so Natani, the leader, tells the ambassador, yo, we'll let up on you guys if you return these three girls. Well, the ambassador hesitates long enough for the Navajo to realize that those three girls have already been killed. So they fucking rage quit and they get all the brush that they can fucking handle and they throw it on the fire and they make the fire even bigger than it was before. And at this point, like, you know, the Apache already broke down their horse barrier to try and talk to the Navajo. So they can't reinforce their horse barrier and the smoke on the plateau is coming up and it's clear to the Navajo that they're not blocking it off anymore. Yes, Asia? (laughs) How did they stack that many horses? Horses are fucking heavy. Putting them on top Bro, of each if other. If you're about to die from, but then how like, they do it again? Inhalation or fire? That's what I'm saying. They couldn't do it a second Why? time. You're. St- I would assume Probably you're because... still pumping adrenaline. Like if... But like, bro, maybe not all of them are still alive. Maybe some people already have died. We don't know at this point. Okay, fine. Either way, they're not able to seal themselves off again. And so, you know, the Navajo, they make the fire way stronger, way hotter, and they can hear the Apache suffering in the caves, right? And it's even said that a couple of witnesses, like probably Navajo witnesses, said that they could hear their the Apache's last, like, death song because they started singing this death song. And when the death song ended and there were no more sounds, they knew that everyone was dead. But the fire was so hot that the walls of the cave, like, you couldn't go in there because you would fucking burn. Damn. Even with the fire. Yeah. Because this is, like, sandstone type shit. Yeah. So they had to wait until noon on the next day 
to go into the caves and see what was what. Shit. So, what the Navajo found when they could finally enter the cave on the next day is that they had killed 42 Apaches. Um, most of the bodies were by the mouth of the cave, right behind the horse barrier, but a couple, a few, had tried to squeeze into this crack, which I actually saw on the episode. One of the guys gets stuck in this crack. Squeeze into this really tight crack that leads to, like, another cave room. Um, in, like, this report that I read, a bunch of the bodies were just stacked up in this crack, and they had to, like, move them all out before they could get to the room where they found five Apache who had actually made it through the crack into the room they had just succumbed to asphyxiation anyways. Okay. So the Navajo basically, um, you know, looted the bodies, got all their shit back, and then left. And apparently the Apaches avoided that cave like the plague for the rest of their days, and they ceased raiding the Navajo from that direction. And even today, like, locals will say, yo, the natives around here say don't go near that. It's reportedly cursed, so we don't fuck with it. Okay. All right. So, to wrap it up, I just want to talk about the episode that I watched about the Apache Death Caves and the Oswing. Um, so, this episode is Monsters Underground. It's season one, episode five. I don't recommend paying two bucks to watch it because it's dumb. <laughs> Wasn't worth the two dollars. Uh, <laughs> it was entertaining, but I just want to go into, like, what went on in this episode. So basically, Monsters Underground is a team of an ex-military guy, a biologist, an ex-fighter. A Scientologist. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just those three. So they show up, they're like, yo, we're going to find the ass wing. They do these really shitty interviews with the locals. You know, like that one lady who's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I heard some people died. She, like, misinforms them that it was the Navajo and the Hopi, which is totally wrong. Whatever. They don't work hard in this episode to, like, make it reliable at all. Give any sort so of this, credence to the information that they were provided. In. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, they make it, like, more laughable. Oh, that's so, not good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so their plan is to catch the asswing by going into the caves at night and hanging up a bag of raw meat to, like, attract it. And then they're going to shoot it with a DNA gun, dart gun, I gotta look this up, but apparently it's a type of gun where you can recover DNA from whatever you shot. Yes, Asia. But is it dead human meat? No. Then it's not gonna do shit for the ghouls. I know. Yeah. But we don't know the ass wing that we're dealing with, you know? If it's not alive and it doesn't have organs or blood, it's not going to attract two of the three. If it's not dead, it's not going to attack the third one. So you're getting like a werewolf or whatever the other one was. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. They haven't done any research like me because I did tons of research and like they should get me on their team because I 
you know, save their asses. No, bitch, we should even start our own team. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but they basically hang up a bag of meat to lure it out so they can shoot it with this DNA dart gun, which I'm not even sure is a real thing. Um, the biologist refers to himself as a licensed physician. And at the beginning of the, like time when they're gonna go out into the cave he's like yo I'm just gonna stay outside of the cave to make sure everyone's okay which makes zero sense because then one of the dudes throws up and they call the doctor who's actually just a biologist and not a doctor at all and they're like yo you need to help him he's like oh shit I gotta get to my patient because he's 200 feet underground and for some reason I'm the medical provider and I'm above ground so he goes down there, he's like, I'm worried he's having a heart attack, and takes his blood pressure. That might not seem silly to you and to everyone listening, but if you know anything about healthcare, it's fucking stupid. Anyways. Can you had explain to... why, Mrs. Nurse? Yes. So, do you really want me to? It's boring. Keep it short. <laughs> short and simple. Okay, so the guy throws up, right? The doctor who's supposed to be doctor quote-unquote who's supposed to be taking care of all of them has positioned himself outside of the cave so he spends like 10 minutes getting into the cave to get to the guy who's sick makes no sense he should just be with the group then instead of being like tell me your symptoms do you have chest pain because he specifically is like i'm worried he's having a heart attack do you have chest pain do you have shortness of breath blah 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 blah. he's like i'm gonna take a a blood pressure and that's all he does. And you don't even know what his blood pressure is. They don't tell you. The guy just threw up. And the fake doctor biologist is like, I'm going to take his blood pressure. It's stupid. Got it. Okay. That's what I got to say. <laughs> so, um, all in all, can you tell a heart attack from blood pressure? What? If he's diagnosing a heart attack, can you actually diagnose that from only blood pressure? blood pressure alone from only a blood pressure alone no okay a blood pressure is helpful but it's not the first thing you do okay the first thing you do first of all check a pulse is it irregular is it thready is it weak is it slow because they could have a really low blood pressure with a heart attack but the guy has no urgency he just sits down and he's like hey bro how you doing <laughs> oh, i'ma take a blood pressure he's not like it just, it's not how you do it. Um, so, and then for the rest of the episode, they're like throwing in rattlesnake sounds. They're trying to catch the Oswing because they hear rattlesnake sounds, but they don't. Um, to sum it up, I found a really good IMDB re- review that basically sums up my entire experience of this episode. And I want to read it because it's really good. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Great sound effects, but that's about all you can expect from this TV series. (laughs) It took only one 30-minute show for me to turn it off. You would think they could come up with something better than this. How about calling it Creepy Crawler Cave Drellers? Boys in the Cave. Boys Night Out. Caveman Dreams. (laughs) Cave Mongerers. Hole in the Ground. (laughs) Butt Crap butt cracks in caves (laughs) just about cave time sounds effect 
in caves. <laughs> These fit the show much better. What a dud. Hey, but if you want to amuse yourself with a bunch of guys with flashlights crawling around inside of caves, then this show is for you. Just a warning, don't expect to see any type of strange things or anything close to monsters. On land, giant gators and giant snakes are about the only thing that come close to a monster on Earth. All the others are just myths. None has ever been proved, nor will they ever be. The only thing that will spook you at night is a big owl. They can scare the boots off you. They make strange sounds as well. Have fun. It was a dud to me. I give it a ten thumbs, ten thumbs down out of ten. <laughs> Owls. They can scare the boots <laughs> off you. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> the part that got me was the... Why don't you just call it butt cracks in caves? Because literally in this episode... The fucking doctor is doing the blood pressure, and the one guy is like, yo, your your ass-wang crack is hanging out. He makes a <laughs> fucking ass-wang joke, and it's so <laughs> cringy. Oh my god. <laughs> so, I was really happy to come across that review, because it was so perfect. That is fantastic. And then he added the owls. <laughs> that is fantastic. I love it. <laughs> oh my god alright to wrap it up we're at an hour and a half we're making history to wrap it up here's what we've learned first the Oswing is a dope ass cryptid from the Philippines I should have done an episode on the Philippines but I think it would be like the best international episode to do the Philippine Oswing I literally saw a YouTube video from the Philippines of an Oswing on a CCTV camera, and it was fucking creepy, and that's a gold mine, in my opinion. You need to send that to me. I will. Great. Second, the other thing we learned, the second thing. The American Oswing led us to a creepy cave in Arizona where something way more interesting than the Oswing went down, i.e. the massacre. I was say, who died? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that story of the Apache is like, way spicier than the weak-ass Arizona Oswing. I agree. Um, third, Monsters Underground, who tried to do an episode on the Oswing, really just did an episode featuring butt cracks, bad medicine, guys being dudes, and fake rattlesnake sounds. <laughs> oh my god. Great. And then fourth, I'ma leave up to you, Asia. What did you learn today? I learned that DNA darts are not a thing. Can I segue? Yes. Okay, so I looked it up. Did you look it up. it up? Yes, I looked it up. DNA darts are not a thing. I think the of best thing not. that they can try and relate it to is like when you tag animals like sharks or mantas or something to figure out. They log it, basically. Scientists will shoot this little arrow type thing. It doesn't pierce the shark it or manta or turtle or whatever. Right, it like tags them so they carry it with them there's the tag electronically yes but there's also skin samples that they'll take so it's like an arrow mm. but it doesn't go through the animal it just pierces their thick skin so you can get the flesh underneath you take the arrow you take that flesh to scientific lab and you analyze it so that's the closest oh. correlation that i can come up with that of dna darts it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah so side jump here 
when I googled it. I'm glad you did that because that whole episode I was cringing at how fucking poorly done it was. And the DNA dart gun was one of my points that I was going to look up, but then I got distracted by the Wayfair cabinets. <laughs> no worries. So I looked it up, and nothing came up under DNA darts. So yeah, that's because why I, it's bullshit. Yeah, there are... Just like a biologist having his physician's license is a bullshit, and that guy should honestly probably be arrested, <laughs> because you can't impersonate a physician. Just saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the th- closest thing I can come up with for a DNA dart is when they like go to skin tag animals in the ocean and they want to figure out what's going on with the species, if there's some poisoning or if they're getting affected by oil spills or plastic or what have you. That's the closest thing that my brain can come up with to a quote unquote DNA dart. But yeah, it's, it's stupid. When I looked it up, I got an article for Golden Colorado. Golden Colorado? Yes. <laughs> what happened? Half a glass, half a bottle of wine's affecting me. All right. Wow. I know. Um, apparently, there have been attacks on animals in Golden Colorado. Like Oswing attacks? No. Like squirrels oh. and bunnies. Which is what why are you I'm looking like, up, bro? You're it's you're from confused. the Denver Channel. <laughs> like it's from a Colorado okay. news source. What's this got to do with DNA dark guns? It's what came up in the um, search because the investigators are using the arrows to search for oh. DNA. But I All thought right. it was well, we weird. Will... They captured photos of three animals with blow darts embedded in their fur, including two bunnies and a squirrel. Why do we care about bunnies and squirrels? You're (laughs) drunk. No. We'll save this for another time. This is a mystery for another episode. It's not a mystery. It's just idiots that have been shooting small animals that reproduce faster than any other animal on the planet. Okay. All right, I just had haunts to and in. creeps, <laughs> creepies and haunties, whatever we call you out there. Welcome back. Join us on social media. We got all the things and all the stuff. We got a Patreon. That's the most important one. Patreon. So I can get a nice mic. Forward slash haunts and creeps. There might be underscores in there. I'm not sure. You'll have to. You'll have to try with or without. <laughs> Asia's drunk. I'm not drunk. I am pleasantly tipsy. She's pleasantly tipsy. We're having fun. (laughs) Hope everyone's having fun. Hit us up. Let us know. Also, see you next time. The amount of people who have verbally told me haunted, spooky stories. I'm like, fucking email me so I can we can do a listener tale. Like I want to. I want to share your guys's wonderful, spooky, creepy. I don't care if they're. True crime or ghost related, share them to me. I will share them with Rose and we will report them to the world. Yes, yes. All right. That's my spiel. All right. right. Uh, This has been fun. Oh, it's been a blast. See everybody for the next one. Yes. Next one's mine. And you said we're done with Arizona. Sure. I say, I don't mind doing another one, or we're moving on to Arkansas. Let's do Arkansas. I'm ready. All right. Arkansas it is. I will open up 
Arkansas with a story. <laughs> All right, sounds good. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, which we don't use, Facebook, we also don't really use, and whatever have you. <laughs> Reach out. Let's have some fun together. We would. Yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye, creeps.